regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular, regular, regular features, a regular features show. Hello and welcome to Regular Features, the show that's always recorded on a beach. We love the beach. We love the feeling of sand between our toes and mojitos, which are the toe drinks. <laughs> uh, um, obviously, we're thinking a lot about toes this week because we're thinking a lot about poor Steve's dad's broken toe, which we'll get into shortly. But before that, I'd like to cast my eyes past the volleyball net and onto the languid form of Steve Hogarty. Steve, mm. what have you got for us this week? Oh, hey, let me just get up from my beach towel where I've been tanning my board in this sunny, sunny beach time sun, actually. Um, I've got a spelling contest for you both that I've just thought up. (laughs) I've invented a new form of contest in which you both competitively spell against one another. I call it a spelling... hmm, Spelling... Can't quite think of a catchy name for it, but I'm sure it's going to come to me soon. <laughs> well, whatever it is, it doesn't sound very beachy, so uh, this seems to have got off to a very bad start. Uh, Log, can you save us with a little beach-themed uh, feature? Well, I'm going a to feature, just... if you will. I'm just oh, going to no. batch the dust. It's not dust, is it? It's called sand on the beach. I'm going to bat the sand out of my navel, pull the <laughs> egg cups off my nips, and I will be doing a feature about... How I have been done bad by the NHS. Oh, no. Well, I suppose that's kind of beachy, because they do get it wrong, wherever you yeah, are. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, you are beached on an island of solitude, Log. <gasps> beached like a whale? Fat-shaming bitch. <gasps> Fuck you. And that's why it's also <laughs> so dusty, because no one's been there for so long. <laughs> dusty because I'm old. Fuck off, you age-phobic <laughs> bastard. <laughs> And I've been trying to sell a chair to an idiot. Let's get on with it. I like a regular feature, sir. You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, too. Malfunction. Malfunction. It's the three boys again. It's me, it's Joe, and Log. It was us last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was two weeks ago. We, We did skip a week. It feels like a long time since I've seen you, but... We're rapidly establishing ourselves as the core. Uh-oh. I think so. <laughs> and two neutrons, one proton, with two electrons flying around in the atmosphere. Wow, that is some off-the-cuff chemistry. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> been using did. the brilliant app, probably. <laughs> but which one's the neutron? That's what I'm saying. Who tonight here in the in the neutron? Nucleus. Oh, he's not used the brilliant app enough. Yeah. I only used the fucking Atoms app. I didn't use the How to Fucking Talk section. (laughs) Uh, I think I should update everyone, because Log mentioned before we started recording, Mm. he asked about my dad and his toe. Mm. Log was uh, sincerely concerned about uh, my dad's toe at the end of last week's episode. Uh, Just to put you at ease, uh, it's going to be okay. We have figured out a solution that's right or the costs of the mortgage that well, i think they had to took out again to pay for the tub we know we know some guys who can get us access to large amounts of euros mm-hmm. in short notice and at a decent um repayment plan so as long as nothing crazy happens in the next two weeks <laughs> I think things are going to be okay 
for Daddy Hogarty <laughs> He's and cute. his big toe. <laughs> You're going to get a text just saying, good news, toes fixed, bad news, legs broken. Just <laughs> <laughs> Fractures just working their way up his body until his skull gets smashed. Just because the bailiffs keep coming around and hammering him to bits. <laughs> now, I know you didn't, I know you were put out by Log's complete indifference to your dad's pain last week. Uh, but what happened to the toe? How did it happen? Is there a funny story? He kicked a laundry hamper. That is funny. Accidentally. Oh, he no. says accidentally, but maybe in rage. He yeah. is easily uh, enraged. Clean this fucking <laughs> clothes, woman, he said as he did it. Is there well, a chance? The fresh laundry is the, where the fresh laundry gets folded. He kicked that. So I think it's the sight of fresh sheets mm. really fucks with his noggin. It is not like <laughs> Is there a chance know, that Daddy Hogarty is into the roller skating craze and doesn't want to tell you? Because roller skating's big now, and I bet there's a lot of more broken toes now. Right. He's a very proud man as well, and he wouldn't want to he wouldn't reveal that he's learning how to do it. He'll want to just come out one day and be the best exactly. roller skating. He'd, yeah, he'd want to go backwards, skating backwards through the kitchen, and so you'd yeah. go like what Daddy, out of the Heathrow arrivals <laughs> gate, just <laughs> flying out backwards off the plane. And I meant Daddy in an Irish way, not in a gay way. There, <laughs> oh, I'd hope so. <laughs> he'd claim it was his first day roller skating, and he's just like he's got a knack for it. But he's actually been training for years and breaking his toes, breaking every to- day. <laughs> toes over and over again because he's only bought tiny roller skates. <laughs> Binding shoes, like he's a geisha or something. Like he's a floating geisha. He'll turn up at Heathrow arrivals in a long kimono, so you can't even see the roller skates, and he'll float at you backwards like a ghost. That's exactly what I want when I meet your dad, Steve. Mm. (laughs) I want him to look like a haunted nun. (laughs) I want him to look like the nun from the movie The Nun screaming at me and flying at high speed without clear ambulation at my head. Through Terminal 2 arrivals of Dublin International Airport. Right. At 10pm, right past the spa. Yeah, into a Costa. <laughs> Holding a, some fruit that he bought because he knows I'm vegan and he doesn't know what I eat. <laughs> I thought you could fry these papayas, Steve. <laughs> what a beautiful mental image. That's Maybe nice. one of our readers could paint it in A2, please, so I can hang it on my wall. Animate it in flash. So that we can subsequently sell it. Just one more feature. Give it to me. Delicious ice cream. I'm sorry, you're recording. From Italy. Make your features. Uh, my features very much a in the middle feature, I think. I don't know my one's you. very much probably short, depending on your ability to riff. Hmm. Yes, shortness is the middle is the essence of my middleness. <laughs> I sound like I've got a tiny penis. Yeah. <laughs> Shortness is the essence of my middle. The best you can hope for is me to just nudge it into your taint. <laughs> Have either of you ever tried to sell something on Facebook Marketplace or other social selling tools? No. I've, I've sold a, a phone. No, an iPod. I got a promotional iPod I got from a games event. 
on eBay once. Mm. They asked to meet me by a train station. They took it off me, and I never saw that iPod or any money. <gasps> Fucking hell. It was great. You got mugged through the internet. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fairly standard eBay stuff, isn't it? If you say, if anyone on eBay says, can I just meet you and give you the money? No, I'll pay you on PayPal, meet you, give it to me in person, and then the PayPal gets reversed. And that is standard. It happened to me. And it was a Fallout branded fucking iPod. Oh, wow. wow. Well, I bet that's worth loads of money. Mm, probably not. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to sell a chair. Just a normal chair. Not the one I'm sitting in. I replaced my old chair with a nice new chair. My mm. old chair's just over there. It's taking up a lot of room in my house. And so I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll get... £30 for this chair because it cost me 80 and I think that's a fair markdown for a year of sitting in a chair so I put it on Facebook Marketplace and I'm struggling and I want you to tell me why so can you, can you show us the chair yeah wait a second I mean because that would help if we're going to if we're going to tell you it's, it's there it's got a throw on it Ooh. Ooh. that's on wheels mate I like how it's pointing at you <laughs> like it's <laughs> It's listening to this. It knows. <laughs> now we have slowly to turned around. Criticize it. Well, honestly, its main use recently has just been as a footstool. I've just been I've been using it for feet, which chairs don't like to be. So you know, maybe if it mm. was looking at mm. me, it's because I've treated it like some sort of welcome mat, like a, like a like an upwards welcome mat in the sky. Turn um, the camera around again to it. I want to see if it's turned away from you in disgust. No, <laughs> because be... I've also left a big pile of plates over there and it looks like I live like a disgusting pig. <laughs> so I don't want you to see the rest of my house. Um, but yeah, like, but I don't understand why I can't sell it. I thought £30 for a, a, a plush Ikea chair would work. Hmm. If anyone, by the way, around the Walthamstow area wants a chair, I will. if you listen to this podcast, I'll give it to you for free. That's my guarantee. Oh, you should put a markup on it. If a reader, a reader wants to get their get their ass on a bona fide Joe Scrabble's chair, I just just sit there, sit on it, and fart for a fucking okay. week. Well, I have farted on it for a year, but I'll sit on it and fart for another week, and you can pay me one hundred pounds, <laughs> and I'll have made some money on it. But I just thought thirty pounds IKEA chair, hardly used, tiny bit of wear on the arms. Well, that's just because I got big sweaty arms that I like to shift up and down like it's a musical <laughs> instrument all day. Hardly um, anywhere, just the arms are worn out and I've shit on it. <laughs> yeah, I've done a big shit and worn out the arms, but the back, <laughs> tip top. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm like, look, I've only had three people get in touch about it in two weeks. <laughs> These are the people. So there was Ishbel who got in touch and said, hey, is this still available? I said, hi, yeah, it is. She said, are you able to drop it off? I never said I could drop it off. It was always collection only, so this is cheeky. And I said, no. I specified that it's collection only, sorry. She just said, no worries, thank you. And that was oh, the end of that. It's on wheels. You could sit on it and wheel it to wherever you needed to yeah, be. Yeah, you could use it like a car, ish, Bell. Uh, <laughs> then I got, what, like a day later I got set. So I thought... This was a week ago. Actually, I must have put this on a week ago because I think that was on the day, right? So a day later, Sally gets in touch. I'm like, we're rolling now. If I'm getting two offers in two days, I'm doing all right. She says, is this still available? And I immediately said, it is still available Available just to check because of Ishbel. I didn't write that. Are you able to pick up from my postcode? And she said, 
Sorry, I got one already. Thank you. So I'm like, Sally, that's not on. You She's, can't. What, she has a chair already. She's got one. She has yeah. one chair. Why so would you need two chairs? Teasing herself with extra chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is this is bullshit. Like, no, people aren't treating this with the respect. Like, I have put up a chair. So I lowered it. Ten pounds. It's like twenty pounds. I'll take that for the chair. Mm-hmm. And then it just sat there for like five days. I was like, how is no one going for a primo pickup only somewhat in, inexpensive chair? You're in the dead zone, aren't you? Of, I'm not of in a, a dead of a chair. zone. You definitely are. So you're like the kind of person who buys a secondhand chair is more likely to pick up a free chair that someone's giving away than spend £30 on a secondhand chair. Some people just want that first sit to themselves. But what you've just explained is wanting something for free more than wanting to pay for something. And yes, I get that. But if you're on Facebook Marketplace... There's a, an endless supply of free chairs just sitting around. Oh, there. In restaurants, in bars. Have I misunderstood the marketplace? There's some very comfortable £15 chairs you can buy that are cheaper than your... But I've gone to 20. It's still £5 more than £15. Shit, you're right. You guys have been using the brilliant app. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all of this, basically, Ish Bell Sally let me down. And then along comes David. And I thought David was going to be the answer to all my problems. He came on and he said, is this still available? Walthamstow, which is where I live, just so you can track me down. And I said, yes and yes. It is still available and it's in Walthamstow. And he immediately, like seconds later, he goes, asking price, please. Need it ASAP. Well, <laughs> stood up for too long. Need yeah. chair now. Who, who <laughs> needs a chair that desperately? And this is like... Also, he's given up his bargaining position there. You know that he's on yeah. the ropes. He needs this and chair. You this come is, in at £2,000, please, this David. This is 10 to 10 <laughs> on a Sunday. So like, he needs AM or this. PM? Wait. PM. <laughs> he needs it to get home. Yeah, 9.52 p.m. <laughs> on a Sunday. This guy's like, I need a chair ASAP, asking price, please. He's at the top of a hill. He knows it's on wheels, and he needs to get down that hill. He's, he's cooked a candlelit dinner for his wife, and there's only one chair. And so far, he's potted around picking up the starters and moving things around. She's getting suspicious now, but there's only one chair. So is he bringing in a special chair for me? He's rearranging the cutlery again. Oh, yeah, and he won't let her sit on that chair because that's his chair. He's just trying to find her chair. She like, stood oh. up next to all the food. She's like, is there going to be a palanquin or something? I get to sit in. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he goes asking price, please. Need it ASAP. Which is weird because it says £20 down from £30 on the thing he's replied to. Mm. So I just go asking price is £20. And his, imme- again, immediate seconds later response is £10. And I go, no, £20 or no deal. He says £15. This guy's Ooh. working up. Mm-hmm. And I said, I think I was a, I don't, to be honest, in retrospect, I was probably being a bit belligerent with David. I just said, I've advertised it at £20. I'll sell it at £20. That's the price. Why aren't you getting, why aren't you thinking this is a feature and a feature is worth £5? I want to meet this boy. And just- well, <laughs> I am thinking that after he says a minute later, don't be rigid. Don't be rigid. Don't be rigid. Joe, you're like the least rigid person that I know. You're so rigid, guy. 
Hey, I offer you 15 pounds, you want 20 pounds. Why are you so ridge? Stop being a total ridge, Joe. You're just such a ridge. <laughs> and at this point, I was like, fuck it. He's not going to give me 20 pounds. So I might as well piss about for a bit. So I said, okay, you're right. I'm clearly being too rigid. I mean, why should I be set on the idea that this chair is worth 20 pounds? Am I right? I am willing to change the price. And he wrote, okay, sir. So he called me sir. I was like, to be honest, at this point, I could have gone down to 15 pounds and sold the chair. But what I wrote was, I would now like 30 pounds for the chair. (laughs) Because you've wasted my time, David. And David wrote in four separate messages. So you can tell he's pissed off. Like it's that quickly (laughs) typing. Like He just wrote, just go, go and sell it. We'll find something better and cheaper. Good night. And I said, I am going to sell it to you for £30. Please give me £30. And he wrote, sorry, not interested. So I said, okay, I've had my fun. What if I lowered the price? (laughs) And he said, sorry, I've just got something better, so no need for yours again. I don't know why he said again. And I should point out, this is like he is snappy there's no waiting between any of these yeah, messages he's not this replying is, like a man who's just bought another chair the, the time comes yeah. suggest that all of this happened within two to three minutes all of these messages you're as keen as he is so you're giving oh, off your own was. set of messages yeah so he said sorry i've got something better so no need for yours again i said i don't think that's possible you've been messaging me this whole time and i will lower the price for you You clearly have a shrewd business acumen and you've used it to convince me to sell the chair to you at a lower price. And he said, not interested again. Sorry. I said, what if I was to make you a big offer? A whole third off of the asking price, which would make the chair cost £20. Which you have to admit is a huge price cut. And he went completely silent. But... He'd seen it. He'd see. He'd watch. He'd looked at the message. So mm. I waited about nine hours until the next day. <laughs> Just sat there. No, not nine hours. Thirteen <laughs> hours. And I wrote, "Hi, David. Just wanted to check if you'd still like the chair at the cut price of twenty pounds." He said, "No, not interested anymore. Sorry." I said, "Why? I'm giving you a discount." He said, "I don't need it anymore." I said, "Okay, let me put it this way." You've bought a chair. I accept that. But you know that bit in the social network where he says, you know what's better than a million dollars? A billion dollars. Well, you know what's better than one chair? (laughs) Two chairs. You could use my chair as a whole second chair or even a small leather table. And again, he reads it and he goes silent, which leads us to today. So one chair, today, one chair, give chair, now chair. So today, I gave it another 24 hours, and I said, okay, David, you've impressed me. You're playing hardball, and honestly, I'm loving it. At this point, I think I actually believe that you did manage to buy a chair while we were simultaneously talking on here the other day, and that actually impresses me even more. You're clearly a go-getter, a multitasker, and a work-hard, play-hard, go-hard individual with spunk to spare. Which is why I want to get into business with you. I'm opening Joe's Chair Warehouse in three (laughs) weeks, and I want you in on the ground floor. 
My business model is that people come into Joe's Chair Warehouse, get absolutely bamboozled by how many chairs I have and how well I sell them, and then I swoop in and make them buy the chair for £10 more than advertised on the price tag. I've managed to do this hundreds of times on Facebook Marketplace, <laughs> and I know what I'm doing. I've sold stools, chaiselongs, those tiny chairs from primary schools, and even cinema chairs to Ben Fogel for his personal home cinema for animals. And every single one came in at £10 above asking price. I'm not joking here, David. I'm a master. And then you came along. You are, quite literally, the first person who has ever resisted my powers. I don't know how you did it. And I'm looking back over these messages and I'm like, wow, David must have a mind like a steel trap because I just can't make him pay that extra £10 or any pounds at all, even. So here's my offer. Come and be the talisman for Joe's chair warehouse. I'll have you sitting on a big plinth wearing like a bishop's hat or something. And we'll swap out the chair you're sitting on every day. Whatever chair you're sitting on will be priced at £1,000 for that day only. It'll just be a normal chair, but I think people will be interested. Like, why would that be? Why would that bishop be on that chair if it isn't worth £1,000? I predict we'll sell two bishop chairs a week and you'll get a 50% cut plus lunch. I honestly think we could be millionaires by Christmas if we play our maths right. What do you think? And he left me red again oh. until eight o'clock this evening, which was two hours ago. And I said, all right, a tenner. Do you want it for a tenner? And he wrote back, nah. <laughs> so I still haven't fold, sold this fucking chair. It's still sitting there looking at me in the corner. David doesn't want it, even though I pitched him a whole business I made up on the spot. It's bollocks. I hate trying to sell a chair. It's impossible. <laughs> Just ask him to give you his address so you can sit in the chair outside his house just to show him how comfortable it is. <laughs> Turns out, on not on Facebook Messenger, but on mm. Facebook the app, you can just go look at what people's profiles are if they haven't got them locked down. But David seems to sell like um, like nutritional yoghurt drinks. I don't know. He, say, he seems to do one of those things where it's like, Guarana will make you live for a thousand years. Like a multi-level marketing thing. It feels like he's saying your son wouldn't have died if you ate my yogurt or whatever it is. Oh, he goes into grieving groups. And so I think he's probably using his chair for evil. So actually, I'm glad I didn't give it It does look a little bit like an evil chair, like an evil, like a Bond villain could it is a conceivably big sit on that. He's got a it's, a, it's a, it's very tall at the back, so mm. it disguises who's sitting there. So someone could walk into the room thinking it was one of their friends, but... You turn, turn around. around and go, ah, you're probably looking for David, aren't you? Yeah. Well, he's not here anymore. And I'm just a big yoker reminding of your dead son. <laughs> so if you've got any tips on how to sell a chair, I'd love to know them. And also, um, if you want a chair, I've got one. And you can have it for free if you listen to this podcast. I'm not actually going to, I'm not going to fart on it. It should be. This, this is like a madman situation. Mm -hmm. You should be able to describe this chair with such beautiful prose. I was promoted four times on this chair and you could be too. That kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> describe it as visceral. It's got visceral cushioning. Mm, that sounds bad, like it's pushed right into your guts. <laughs> yeah, it's got a dildo in there. You, you can walk yourself to the toilet. On it. It's like a shop mobility. You can go down the street in it just using your legs. 
I'd like I'd like something like that. You could do that. Yeah, if you live on top of a hill, this is like a free taxi journey once. Shall I should I write one more message to David just to see if I can make him take it? Yeah. Yeah, just say for free now. And I'll okay. I'll tuck a fiver under the armrest. It's for free now. <laughs> and I'll tuck a fiver under the armrest if you give me one of your magic yogurts. <laughs> Sent. Let's see. I'll I'll let you know if he's read it by the Great. end of the podcast, but he hasn't read the last thing I wrote after oh. I wrote one thing after nah, but it was wasn't funny. It's just me swearing at him. What? You it broke wasn't. such a heel. <laughs> regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's spelling contest. Now, as you all know, we've mentioned it in the episode twice already. Uh, Log and I have been using the Brilliant app. We don't have a discount code to share with readers because um, uh, the pedophiles in the first episode, that's why we don't have any sort of sponsors because the, <laughs> the title of the first episode begins with, no, it begins with volcanoes, but pedophiles is the third word and it definitely doesn't get um, concatenated out by dots at the end because it's too long. It's right there. It's just right there, it's and there you can't get advertising from anyone, from Audible, from uh, mattresses. Um, How many Eve. thousands of pounds has your edgy feature cost us, Steve? But hey, you don't need the brilliant app, because I'm just going to give you a straight-up spelling contest. I'm going to take it in turns. Okay. There are seven words each. How are you at spelling? Um... I have been thinking about how you spell concatenated since you sent it. Said it. Oh, oh I can't say it? said it. So bad. <laughs> really bad. Log, how are you at spelling it? Perfect. I've, I've worked with you. You're, you're quite a good speller, aren't Un- you? Untouchable. I'm a speller of words, and that's you can't stop me. <laughs> I'll spell everything you say. <laughs> I'll spell. I'll spell your words. Why you say them live? <laughs> Don't do that. D O T H A T. Fuck. Okay. Log, you can go first, seeing as you're such a big speller. No, I'm shy now. <laughs> right. Joe, you can go first. Okay. Seeing as you're such a big speller. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am, actually. Joe, your first word is handkerchief or handkerchief. Hank, can you. Hank. Handkerchief. Could you use that in a sentence? Sure. Darling, could you please pass me my handkerchief from the glove box? H-A-N-D-K-E-R-C-H-I-E-F. Very good. That's one point to Joe. Hmm. Log, you're up next. License. Can you use that? I know there's there's two licenses. There are two licenses, yeah. Can you use that in a sentence for me, please? My handkerchief is right there underneath my driving license. That is the noun form of the word. Mm. L-I-C-E-N-C-E. Correct. That's two each. <laughs> Good math, Steve. We've only done one each, you Two dickhead. each. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the paedophile thing. It's just you can't count. That's why the brilliant app doesn't want you. <laughs> Shit. Very good. That's one each. Joe, mm. your word is noticeable. I'm definitely going to need that in a sentence. What do you mean my handkerchief wasn't noticeable under my driving license? <laughs> it's white with red spots in it, like a Depression-era hobo would have. 
N-O-T-I-C-E-A-B-L-E. Very good. You got that sneaky E-A at the end of there. Excellent. Log, your word is minuscule. Okay. Can you... Can you use that in a sentence, please? Sure. Well, it might be minuscule, but it was the largest handkerchief I could afford at the time. Look, I'll just take my eyes off the road for one second to reach over and get it myself. (laughs) Okay, that's M-I-N-I-S-C-U-L-E. Incorrect, I'm afraid. It's M-I-N-U-S-C-U-L-E. Is it minuscule? Minuscule. Minuscule. Very I I feel like there's been a minus on my cool. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that... But that is the best way you could have could have done that. So well done. <laughs> Joe, your word is occurred. Mm. I'm going to need you to use that in a sentence. Holy shit, a loud thud just occurred. Oh, C-C-U-R-R-E-D? Correct. A lot of people miss out the second or it's a double C, double O. But not you, Joe. You're mm. on it like a... Like stink on shit. Like a minuscule stink on a <laughs> shit occurring. What's my word? Let's get it over with. Log, your yeah. word is conscientious. Okay, conscientious. that's a long one. I'm going to think about it, but in, while I think about it, could I have that in a sentence, please? A more conscientious person would stop to see what we hit. C O N. S-C-I-E-N-T-I-O-U-S. Correct. Very oh, good. That's tricky just to keep in your head. Yeah, that's as you, as you get through the words. Well a lot done. to it. I nearly crashed my car whilst driving to my destination doing this podcast <laughs> thinking about that. Joe, your word is muntjack. Hmm. I need that in a sentence, actually. A muntjack at this time of year in this part of the world. Don't be stupid. M-U-N-T-J-A-C. Correct. There is no K at the end of muntjack. Yeah, he's a you fucking... Asked, you asked the guy who clearly grew up around muntjacks, motherfucker. <laughs> muntjack boy over here. One of them used to eat my mum's flowers. She didn't like it. <laughs> And she made me spell out "kill the muntjack" every day. So get that muntjack off my flowers. <laughs> Log, your next word is hmm. affect. Right, I definitely will need that in a sentence. Of course. I hope this doesn't affect my no claims bonus. Affect the verb form a f f e c t. Correct. Joe. Mm. Religious. Mm-hmm. Um, I need that to be used in a sentence, please. Sure. You're right. The guy we hit did look kind of religious, didn't he? <laughs> Mudjack. R e l i g i o u s. Correct. Log. Mm. Paraphernalia. Can. <laughs> I have that in a sentence, please. Sure. Like, he had all that weird Egyptian paraphernalia. 
the staff, the weird hat that makes it look like a snake. P-A-R-A-P-H-E-R-N-A-L-I-A. Perfect. Very good. Joe, your word is pharaoh. (laughs) I need that in a sentence to work out whether it's the verb to pharaoh. (laughs) I think we hit a pharaoh with our car. P-H-A-R-A-O-H? Correct. There is a question mark at the end of Pharaoh. (laughs) (laughs) That's, thank God you got that one. I would have gone Pharaoh there, not Pharaoh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steve said it's fine, so I'm going to go with it, because I thought I'd got it wrong for a second. (laughs) It's pronounced Pharaoh. Pharaoh. I'm a cat. I'm a pharaoh's cat. <laughs> that's what it sounds like when they get hit by a car. Pharaoh! <laughs> Log, your word is definitely. Oh, can I have that in a sentence, please? Let's definitely keep driving and never talk about this again. D-E-F-I-N-I-T-E-L-Y. Correct. Very good. Joe, mm. this is your final word. Gubernatorial. <laughs> get it wrong. Get it wrong. Get it wrong. You. Can't. We need to go to sudden death on this one, like the pharaoh did. I definitely need to hear that in a sentence. If people found out I hit a pharaoh with my car, it could ruin my chances at the gubernatorial election. G U B E R N A T O R. I-A-L. Correct. And lastly, Log, to redeem yourself. For two points. For two points. What? Well, it's actually technically two words. Oh, Oh. shit. This is going to be ridiculous. I'm never going to get it. It's technically three words. It's going to be a fucking punchline. I'm never going to get it. (laughs) Hors d'oeuvres. You work at a pub. You serve hors d'oeuvres all the time. <laughs> little, little canapes floating in a pint of ale. Fucking hell. Can I have that in a, a sentence, please? They serve excellent hors d'oeuvres at the gubernatorial reception drinks. <laughs> oh, shit, I don't know this. Um, H O R S D apostrophe O E U V R E S. You motherfucker, he's only gonna done it. Is that three <laughs> points? That's Not three it. points. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> I mean, fair or player. Horse de oeuvres. Would you have got that, Joe? Were you... I, the oeuvres the bit always trips me up. I can't work it yeah. out. I nearly put another H in front of the horse de herbs. Herbs, <laughs> horse de herbs. Oh, horse there's boobs. horse herbs all over my gubernatorial election drink. <laughs> well done, Lug. You won the spelling contest. Woof. Oh, I just thank thank fuck for that mid-level negotiation there before the final question, which is why I win things and Steve and Joe can't sell a chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first feature to ever make me feel legitimately tense and self-conscious about my Oh my abilities. god, yes. <laughs> I know me and you, Joe, we do have little tense moments where you get we, we draw each other up on shit and it hurts. Hold <laughs> back because I, I honestly didn't try to give log some of the harder ones there. You I did, mean, Log did really Joe, some harder ones. <laughs> Joe got Mud Jack. Although, did 
you'd have muntjacs traipsing through your garden, eating flowers. And we that. do have muntjacs in Snenton as well, though, so I would have known that. There are muntjacs in Snenton. Yes, Snenton has allotments <laughs> and a, a little network of trees through which muntjacs gaily skip. <laughs> <laughs> through which the Snenton muntjacs gaily skip. <laughs> This feels like how to learn English. <laughs> oh, why am I sweating so much? Oh, God. Oh. I'm a big mess. I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The minds of Moria, that is. <laughs> regular feature. Right, now it's time for my regular feature. And uh, you, you boys, you've all had to self-isolate recently, haven't you? Yes. Mm, yeah. How'd you find that? Difficult, mm-hmm. really, but, but kind of fun because when I have to self isolate, when I had to self isolate, Reese didn't, so I could send him out on little missions for me, getting me things and bringing them to me as and, I lay in bed and went, uh-huh. and giving. Even though the, I wasn't give, sick, I just had to self isolate because the app told me. But I saw by the ever in, by the end of the app isolation period, did he have a, like a really long strip of? medals on his chest from all the missions he'd completed for you. <laughs> Successful missions like Zukov in that film about Stalin. Yeah, I, was, I just noticed that none of you did features about it while you were in self-isolation. Well, what, what? There's no laughing matter, log. Well, you say that. Didn't you do a whole thing about throwing a tofu out of a window Well, you were yeah, he did a bit of tofu, but that was all about tofu, not to a point where I realised it was a story about him being in isolation. <laughs> I thought it was just him just fucking having a bit of a grudge against this one lump of tofu. That was self-isolation-induced boredom, some sort of frustration that I took out. You took out the tofu? Yeah. Well, I'm, well um, hate to say it, lads, but I, I was smug with you lot, saying, like, I remember the end of one podcast where I was saying, I'm just going to go for a nice little walk outside, because I can and I can't do that tonight because I am in fucking self-isolation. Not even the the app that you can ignore. I got a text. And then if you ignore that, you get another text and they say, we're going to call you. You don't ignore it. <laughs> so my, I'm probably out. You know, this is probably not on. But uh, <laughs> my girlfriend just blocked the NHS after a while. Like she did go into self-isolation, but they called her eight times. And so she was like, yeah, no, I get it, and just blocked their number so that she didn't have to listen to them anymore. Because it's mad. They just keep going. Hammer away at it. I, I don't know what what could lead to that possible situation, and I'm sure your girlfriend's evil. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it happened last night. Um, I was... Um, I got pinged in a pub. Uh, I was just visiting a new pub around the corner from my pub where I was just trying to show a bit of local support. Um, my plan was to walk in, absolutely ignore the barman, and then roll a skate from table to table saying, it's cheap around the corner, and they haven't got massive rats, like out of James Herbert books. <laughs> but um, I never got a chance to put that little bit of cheeky local subterfuge into action because I got a text from someone called NH Stracing, which I can only assume is a Hideo Kojima character. <laughs> I shall now read to you the text I got. Hello, I am NH Stracing, and the little birdie in my breast pocket tells me you hung out with some freaky boys who huffed up the wrong air. Well, 
Now it's time to pay the piper, motherfucker. Say goodbye to your pals. Go home and lock yourself in your attic so your stinky lung cooties don't fuck up the decent taxpayers of this borough. Love from all your buddies at the NHS, i.e. the doctors and the nurses, but also the management class who make it all happen. <laughs> so yeah, that's not obviously the exact <laughs> text <laughs> I got, but I did get a text saying as much as that. And needless to say, when I got it, I rushed straight home as soon as I'd had precisely as much booze as I'd originally planned to have in the pub. And that you could conceivably have had before you saw the text message. Mm. Yes. And I started clicking through the books. I was like, I'm already here. We're already quite distant. And these two I'm with, they're already as good as dead. So <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just enjoy our time left on the planet. So, um, yeah, so when I got home, I, I diligently set up my account on the NHS website. You have to set up a new one because it's separate because it doesn't actually know who you are. It's just you, it's been given your name and number. So um, I, I needed to set up an account to find out how many days I had to self-isolate, like some kind of the, the shittiest scratch card in the Tesco tills. <laughs> so I am... Um, I'm going to tell you now, the isolation period that I discovered that day... Shocked me to my core. As we're recording this, I am day. I am on day one of a two-day self-isolation order. <gasps> Fucking hell, log. I'm sorry, That's bitch. Awful. It's it's the quietest two days of the pub. It couldn't affect my life less, and it means I've had to sit in the house all day and all day tomorrow. This is gonna fucking be the best. <laughs> um, having said that that I do want to take you through the hours, the first hours of lockdown because I did keep a diary because unlike you lot who kept it all secret to yourselves, I want to take you into the very heart of darkness that has been my hours long descent into classic regular features, incremental madness in list form feature. Hour one. It's my first hour of self-isolation. I thought this might be a well-crafted incremental descent into madness, but I just immediately go absolutely batshit. I throw myself at the bedroom window, and after five seconds I've splattered onto the glass like a lovely tubby starfish, and I start sliding down the window with a deafening squeak. As I land on the windowsill, I peel away from the window and walk backwards like the bird off the ring scuttling into the laundry basket and fingering a t-shirt into my neck using a bottle of mint shower gel as a makeshift lubricant. Despite that tingly gel, I immediately start choking to death, run into the street and ask for help. Someone says, look, it's a big fat naked Molotov cocktail and I am shot to bits by a COVID enforcement drone. (laughs) (laughs) Hour two. (laughs) My alarm cock beeps and I wake up in my bed covered in plasters and immediately start screaming. Looks like if I want to leave the house, I'll have to be a bit clever about it. So I leave my front door open, set a ramp up at the bottom of a staircase, and spit all over myself until my mucus hardens into a kittenous ball. Once I'm spherical, I do that spanding spin thing I learned off Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not just me. Anyone can do it if they're sporty enough. And I hold the spin 
with an attempt to blast over the skyline. But what I don't see while I'm spinning rapidly on the spot, because it's very hard to see what's going on while you're doing that, was the fact that my boyfriend, Stuart, had gone to the shops and shut the door after him. I don't think I've ever mentioned that my boyfriend, Stuart, is also a road runner. So um, this was particularly annoying for me. Uh, as I broke my neck on the front door and died. Hour three. I try to pole vault out of the window, but I hit the ceiling and get electrocuted in the ceiling rows, just at the point where my neighbour starts his trombone lessons. <laughs> Hour four. I'm getting used to this self-isolation lark, I think, as I smash my face into the letterbox, howling at passers-by. I see a young man passing my house. Hello, I say in my most appealing dinner table voice. <laughs> Hello. The man stops. Come closer. I've got a surprise. I've piqued his interest. I can tell he loves surprises. Ooh, I can't wait to see the look on your face when you see my surprise. <laughs> I can see the man trying out a few surprised faces, as though he's imagining several different surprises and preparing a gracious reaction to each one. He's clearly a very kind man. Closer, I say. You need to be extremely close or the surprise will be disappointing. <laughs> this really spurs him on. This is a man who's been let down by surprises in the past and doesn't like it. Just put your finger through the letterbox. I plead, and he hesitates. I think I know what he's worried about. It's nothing to do with bumholes, I coo. I just want to put your fingertip through the letterbox, your index finger, and then just bend it around into a hook. If you could just do that, I'd hang the surprise on it. <laughs> Reassured by my tone of voice, he does as I ask and I immediately clamp my mouth onto his finger so that he can effectively fish me out of my own house. Pull! I yell. He pulls and pulls, and my face smashes again and again into my door as his puny, human, weakling arm fails to pull me with enough pressure to pull a 17-stone man through a letterbox. After ten minutes, my head is through, but my shoulders are a real sticking point. This is the point at which the man, who I've grown very fond of, realises he can just straighten out his finger and pull it out of my mouth without much resistance. Here I am, head out my house, wearing it like a big fucking cube dress. I look like a right cunt, so it's something of a relief when I die of asphyxiation. Because I'm not sure you know this, but letterboxes are comparatively small, and it did choke me to death. Hour five... I've reached a state of zen acceptance of my fate. I type for the 5,000th time into a Google Doc. Deciding I need something from Tesco, I put my knife in my mouth like John Rambo and try to shimmy up the chimney. A wise old bird standing on the chimney stack looks down at me and tells me that I look very cool and very much like John Rambo. But maybe if I put more knives in my mouth, I'd look like lots of John Rambos. Long story short... Turns out the wise old bird was a wind-up merchant, and I didn't look like so, and I didn't look like lots of John Rambo's at all. Because when I got out of the chimney, there were just lots of owls laughing at me, and when I tried to talk to them, I cut my tongue on all the knives. If anything, that made them laugh even more, and then I died again. <laughs> Hour six. 
I got an email from Uber telling me that my account had been suspended for the duration of the investigation into my account. And that was weird. But it is, on one level, nice to know that they're all talking to each other. It's reassuring that the union-busting tech companies are talking to the authoritarian government and that they're very friendly. I like that. But what I like more is that it's nine o'clock. It's time to chat to my buddies on the internet and do my regular features podcast show with my best friends. Maybe this will get me through my infinite two days of self-isolation. I hope it will. Let's find out. You reckon Uber's in cahoots with the NHS tracing? I got a fucking weird email off them, yeah. And they quoted the number that the gov.uk thing had uh, texted me. Jesus. That's a weird one. And I haven't even used Uber for like 11 days. That is spooky. Unless it was an Uber driver who pinged you. Oh, God, yes. Maybe the Uber, Uber driver tells Uber and then Uber cancels the accounts of everyone who was within a 15-meter radius of his car. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that this was from a taxi ride because I phoned a taxi for my mum one day before the... You know, the, it's like one day, then 10 days after. Mm-hmm. So you get the... You've got to isolate until this day so you can work out the day of exposure from that. Yeah. And that was the Saturday night I was my mum came into the pub and I phoned her a taxi. So that's the only person that would really have my number. So it's a win-win situation, really. I get to joke about self-isolating. I get two days of absolutely fear-free isolation. And one step closer to the inheritance, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever buy yourself a beanie? An avian name to please the queen. You can fly in and out the beehive with a bee name beneath me wings. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening to it, and thank you for everything you do for us. If you'd like to do more, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by pledging an amount of your choosing. Your support helps us make the podcast. And to thank you for that support, we will bestow upon you your very own B name. Mm. Mm. Could you please give B-names to the following new patrons? Yes. Justin Bryant. Just in case you get stung, put upon yourself a thick layer of bee honey. (laughs) Because they think you're the hive and they don't sting the hive, do they? I can't believe you told me not to do once upon a time ones when because it's too long to put on a name badge, and you let him get away with that. <laughs> it started off sounding like it was going to be a short one, and then it mm-hmm. then it started to meander. And then so. I lost some confidence. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do when we lose confidence. We just talk. Please give a B name to Hayden McBridey. Say that first name again. Hayden. And the last name again? McBridey. And can you put that in a sentence for me, please? <laughs> yeah, Aiden McBridey just became a £1.69 patron. 
I'm hating the way the bees are riding all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That, that paints a picture of such <laughs> yeah. little bee motorbikes. <laughs> allowed it to get so far as the bees being all over their body. Mm. And it used every symbol, every syllable of his name as well. So I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> Please give a bee name to Daniel O'Connor. Once upon a time, Daniel <laughs> O'Connor met a bee without a stinger. And he said, how are you doing, Mr. Bee? Are you okay? He said, no, I've got no stinger. And then another bee came up with a stinger and said, why have you got no stinger? And he said, I stung a human. And that rips the stingers out of our bodies. And the bee with the stinger says, well, then we must take you back to the hive because you have stung a human. That is against the rules of the hive. So, and what that day... But the bee without a stinger um, got taken back to the hive and executed by the queen because he had stung a human, and um, that is why bees die. That is why bees die when they sting humans. <laughs> I think we're like a hundred episodes into doing bee names, and the word "stang" still makes me laugh every time <laughs> you say it. <laughs> I loved that as soon as Log started doing a "Once Upon a Time" bee name, Steve just wheeled his chair backwards and looked at his phone. And for a second, I was like, is he calling the police? <laughs> He's calling the bee police. Like, is he going to call 999 on lock for doing another <laughs> once upon a time name? I've only done one. <laughs> yeah, but you've been told way more than once not to do another. <laughs> well, if you'd like your own bee name, you know where to go. If you'd like to keep helping us out, just keep listening. Tell your friends. Tell everyone you know about the podcast. About you know, Log, you said earlier that um someone complimented the audio quality. It's the general sound quality of regular features. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that a lot of people compliment the general sound quality of regular features. Mm-hmm. And then that made me think, is it because they're trying to think of something positive to say. About it. <laughs> it's like your mum saying that you're quite tall instead of a good person. <laughs> well, do tell your friends about it and then still come back to us in the form of a compliment about the audio quality at some point. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode. Goodbye. Oh.